All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation. My name is CJ Palmisano. I am your host for this episode. And today I am joined by my good buddy, Joe Stanziali. How's it going, Joe? Yo, glad to be back. And I am back um, as unprepared as I could possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're a new time, new uh, new listener, uh, Joe is not my regular uh, guest uh, every week. Uh, we're, my, uh, my co-host Vinny is unavailable this week. Uh, but never to fear, that's not going to stop us from talking about all of the stuff that Marvel released. At, excuse me. <laughs> at <Yeesh>. Comic <laughs> Yeah, very professional. At Comic Con. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to go through here. So, Joe, you you said right then and there. Yeah, I can't be any more unprepared. Uh, you have zero clue what happened at San Diego Comic Con this past weekend, do you? Not only San Diego Comic-Con, I still haven't seen Ms. Marvel, I still haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder, so I am just coming in here just not ready. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's going to be cool, because you're right. going to tell me everything, I'm going to get my live reactions as I send you, like, 14 right. pictures of well, uh, Nikocado Avocado. <laughs> you're talking about him before, I still don't know who the fuck he is. Anyway. Um, They're all in chat. <laughs> I, will, um, I will do my very best to try and not spoil Miss Marvel and Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, if I do, I'm sorry, and I'm directly speaking to you, Joe, not to those who are listeners already. That's all right. I really don't care. All right. I mean, you'll you'll see it when you see it. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there are uh, there was a shit ton of things announced for uh, San Diego Comic Con, and I'm just gonna get right into it. And uh, Kevin Feige, president of Marvel Studios, has officially dubbed these phases that we're in right now are the multiverse saga. The first three phases were the Infinity Saga. They uh, These phases are the Multiverse Saga. So phases four, moving on to five, and six. Yes, that is right. We have... I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's going to happen quite a bit. We're a professional slash unprofessional podcast here. My co-host uh, cancels last minute. It's okay. I'm just busting his balls. And He's not I'm even a... drinking beer. He's just a slob. I know, I'm just a slob. I mean, I did. I mean, I did eat. I, I got to eat. You know, I can't run the st- show on an empty stomach. Yeah, anyway, fair so yes, the multiversal saga. Ken, Kevin Feige officially dubbed that. Uh, phase four is officially going to be ending with Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. We'll get into that. Uh, the next show we'll be getting from Marvel is She-Hulk. But I'm going to run through every single property, and then Joe and I are going to Joe's going to react this into real time, and we're going to. Uh, just talk about this stuff. Okay, so, like I said, She-Hulk and uh, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever will uh, end Phase 4 for shows and movies, respectively, for Phase 4. Now, kicking off the shows for uh, this, in order, how they announced it, for Phase 4, for Disney+, Plus, we will be getting the Secret Invasion show. That will be Nick Fury's show uh, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, coming, let's get the date right here, uh, streaming in the spring of 2023. Next, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, stri- uh, coming to theaters May 5th, 2023. James Gunn, the director, has confirmed this is the end of the Guardians saga as we know it. It doesn't mean the Guardians are going away, but this iteration of the Guardians that we've known, it pretty much means people are going to die. So be prepared for that. 
Uh, Echo is coming to Disney Plus in summer of 2023. Echo, for those of you who may not remember, uh, Joe, maybe you possibly, that is Maya Lopez. That is the deaf girl from Hawkeye. She is getting her own series. I, th- I think I remember um, asking you last time I saw you who Echo was, and it, which is hilarious because Hawkeye was my favorite show, and I still have no idea. Who you're yeah, actually, about. yeah, we were, <laughs> I, we we saw each other recently in person a few weeks back, yeah. and you you did you asked me that. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, yes. And then uh, speaking of shows, we are also getting Loki season two coming in the summer of 2023. Blade starring Mahershala Ali as Blade coming into coming into theaters November 3rd, 2023. Uh, Iron Heart, an original Disney Plus series coming in the fall of 2023. Riri Williams, a.k.a. Iron Heart, will be appearing in Black Panther Wakanda forever. Uh, we are also getting... In the winter of 2023, Agatha Coven of Chaos, Agatha Hartness from WandaVision will be getting her own show, originally titled Agatha Heart, a House of Hartness, now titled Agatha Coven of Chaos, which I kind of like that name a little better. And another big one right here uh, for May. Now we're into uh, 2024, May 3rd, 2024, Captain America, New World Order. Cue the NWO theme song. So this is going to be, this is the reports that were said after Falcon Winter Soldier ended and when Sam Wilson subsequently became the new Captain America of the MCU. Uh, they said there's going to be a fourth Captain America movie. So this will be Sam Wilson, uh, played by Anthony Mackie, his first Captain America film. Should be interesting to see. Obviously, I, I assume Bucky Barnes will be in there as well, the Winter Soldier, and see, see how things go there. Uh, this is breaking the Disney Plus original series record for series. We are getting Daredevil Born Again with returning actors of Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio returning as Matthew Murdock slash Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio returning as the Kingpin streaming spring of 2024. And for movies, I think and I believe this ends phase five. The Thunderbolts coming to theaters July 26, 2024. Now we are moving on to Phase 6. November 8th, 2024. The Fantastic Four will be released. And then this is the this these are the last final two. Save the best for last. Within the same year, we are getting not one, but two Avengers movies. On May 2nd, 2025, Avengers The Kang Dynasty. And the same year, November 7th, 2025, a title we've all been speculating and now confirmed, Avengers Secret Wars. Now, that Joe... That's really interesting. I mean, that's the end of Phase 5? Uh, no. Phase... Uh, I believe uh, it's phase six. Phase five is going to end with the Thunderbolts. Phase six is going to kick things off with um, <clears throat> with the Fantastic Four, and then phase six will have event also have Avengers, Kang the, Di- the Kang Dynasty, and Secret Wars. Now, it is interesting to note that there are other uh, unannounced projects for phase six. There are plenty of other projects that could go in there, but Marvel only announced three for phase six. Okay, yeah, because I was about to say that's that's really strange that they would have that in the middle there, but um, yeah, 
Damn, that, <laughs> you hear um, saying that Daredevil won? My hands were my hands were just in the air that entire time. Man, I am so psyched for Daredevil. Like I've been clamoring for this guy for a very long time now. I love Daredevil has slowly become one of my favorite like Marvel superheroes. I mean, he's just Marvel Batman, and mm-hmm. to see that not only is he gonna you know come back as uh, you know the same guy, uh, what's his name, some Cox, Charlie same Cox. guy who played in, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that he's coming back is great, but then the fact that they're going to have, like, more episodes. Uh, did they say exactly how many episodes? 18 to be exact. <laughs> Baby, let's go. Dude, I, like, uh, Netflix. That, that's, oh, yeah, Net- that got Sorry. Uh, yeah, Netflix had, like, almost as much, maybe a little less than that. Yeah, but, you know, these guys are going to do it better. <laughs> yeah, and, there, and then there are other projects that, have, that we already kind of know about. Uh, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania is going to be kicking things off with Phase 5. Uh, Kang the Conqueror is supposed to be in the movie. In fact, like, at the Comic-Con panel, they showed some footage. Now, some footage that they released, like, we talked about, we'll get into the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer, we'll get into She-Hulk. But there was some footage from some of these projects that was released, like um, like uh, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania. There were some clips released. Um, there, one of the, the key important part is, though, is that Ant-Man Scott Lang speaks with Kang the Conqueror. And he says, you know, I'm I'm an Avenger, or something along that line. It's like, so you're an Avenger, Kang says. Have I killed you before? So apparently Kang looks very menacing. This is unreleased footage. This is just stuff based off of what people at Comic-Con were saying. Uh, some footage for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was released. Um, again, unreleased to the public just at Comic-Con. Uh, the Marvels is going to be happening ne- uh, next year as well, uh, where Carol Danvers... Um, Kamala Khan and uh, Monica Rambeau uh, will all be in a movie together. Uh, there's other th- series like Spider-Man, Freshman Year, Marvel Zombies, uh, X-Men 97. And there's a lot. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> no, I'm not dying. It's okay. Um, you know, what if season two has been has been announced uh, along with a season three being confirmed? Deadpool three will also uh, it hasn't been announced, but Deadpool, we've kind of known this is happening. Mar- uh, Armor Wars, which is uh, Rhodey War Machine's show. He's going to be he's going to be uh, holding that, but that hasn't been announced yet and then Shang-Chi 2 we have to imagine and then there's a whole bunch of other rumors like Scarlet like a Scarlet Witch pri- uh, movie a, uh, a Nova movie Captain Britain uh, a, along with you know I think a Doctor Strange 3 and another Spider-Man movie which the Spider-Man movies never ever get announced at the Comic Cons with Marvel because Sony kind of announces when they're going to be there so it's kind of wedged in there that's as far as like one of the possible unannounced projects but um why don't we get into, you know, we talked about it just a minute ago, uh, Joe. Let's talk a little bit about Daredevil, because obviously Daredevil Born Again has really piqued your interest. So what are you looking most forward to? Just seeing him to just seeing him be Daredevil more, because that was one of the um, complaints that I had with the Netflix show, was I just feel like he wasn't Daredevil enough. I think it was season two or something like that, where he was actually in the suit the most and everything, and just doing Daredevil stuff. But other, otherwise, he was just kind of, you know, rogue most of the time. I, I just want to see him be the character. I think that's very, um, I think that's fair to say. I will say I think season one and season three of Daredevil is better writing. And to me, if like a performance is kind of better, I can kind of forgive the hero not necessarily being in the suit or doing as much action, you know? Um, I, I mean, 
I'm very much looking forward to Charlie Cox coming back. I also like how, like, in the... We'll talk a little bit about the, the She-Hulk uh, getting into this, too. Uh, Daredevil appears at the end of the She-Hulk trailer, and we can clearly see it's Daredevil. There's a there's a guy in a black suit-ish, uh, dark black suit-ish, where he rolls and does, like, a flip over She-Hulk, stands up, and it's a guy in, like, a suit, and he's holding two... Uh, Metal sticks, and that's Daredevil. Funny enough, people have been pointing out that it's it's a different suit. It's not like the Netflix show, which I'm okay with. You can kind of make those things separate if they're going to bring back Daredevil for this. Um, it's more of like the classic red and gold type of suit. Like there's hints of yellow in there, um, and we've already seen Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock return in Spider-Man No Way Home. We heard about rumors of him being in uh, She-Hulk, uh, him getting his own series. Um, uh, and Kevin Foggy was saying things like uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man are going to be more of like grounded heroes doing a bit of more smaller fights, which honestly I think is thank God perfectly fine. Yes, thank you. Because I mean that's one of the coolest things about guys like Spider-Man and stuff like that. You know, they're just they're just within their own world. Like Bat, what's one of the coolest characters of all time is Batman, and he just fights like maniacs in the city. He doesn't fight intergalactic beings and these people that are just trying to take over the world. A lot of the times, it's just, you know, in the scope of the world, minor inconveniences. I mean, yeah, Joker will blow up city blocks and stuff like that, but, you know, <laughs> it's not fucking Thanos, you know? So, when, when I mean, his name is the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Be in the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man for a little while. And the same thing with Daredevil. Like, it, it, it's cool to have these different things. You know, if you want your gigantic movies you see like thor or guardians or whatever the hell else and if you want your smaller more contained movies you see things like spider-man so i mean thank uh, i'm so relieved <laughs> <laughs> i mean i am too to a certain degree as well because the spider i think for the most part with the exception of spider-man no way home i think the spider-man movies are very much grounded like you know homecoming and far from home don't feel like really big epic uh, adventure movies. No Way Home is a completely different story. Uh, and then, obviously, Tom Holland's Spider-Man has been a part of Civil War, where he was first introduced, and he was in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. I think it's okay. Very rarely, like, like they'll obviously build to Kang, the Avengers Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, where I feel like Spider-Man could show up for one, if not both of them. I would prefer he shows up in one. Like, if I had to pick, I would want Spider-Man to be in Secret Wars rather than the Kang Dynasty. Um, and Daredevil, I feel like, can be a part of that too. But the thing is, like, you don't... I agree with you. You don't need to make them, like, go off and do all these big, big adventure fights, you know? Um, a lot of these villains that, like, Spider-Man has are, you know... Grounded guys, guys like, you know, the Green Goblin, uh, Vulture, Mysterio, uh, so on and so forth, with the exception of Carnage and Venom being like, you know, aliens. Um, I think that's a perfectly fine thing there. Um, so how do you feel with the whole, you know, 18 episode thing? Do you think because because here's because this is a problem that I think the Disney plus, especially on the Marvel side of things. I feel like they've tried to stick to a six-episode formula for too many of the shows, and I think that's hurt some of the stuff, like like Moon Knight, for example. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I've, I make the argument it's hurt most of it. I mean, one of the reasons why I, I like Hawkeye so much is because, like, 
it was such a grounded story to where it was, you know, it was wrapped up well in six or whatever episodes. You know, it, it, it was it was fine. But things like Moon Knight, WandaVision, I think could have been longer because I really think they rushed that um, ending a lot. Uh, I, I could be missing others, but, you know, it, it just seems like they hit their stride. You know, they're, they're doing their thing. And then the last two episodes are like, oh, shit, right. We have to end this thing soon. Uh, 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 here, ending, ending, ending. Like, yeah. it, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, you're fucking Marvel. And it's not like you're signing contracts with Fox or USA or whatever to, you know, host your content. You're in control of your own content. You can make yeah. whatever you want. So why would you limit yourself? I agree with that, too. I, I will say, like, shows like WandaVision, I think, was slightly hurt by that. It, it actually has nine episodes rather than six. Um it is kind of a bit of a jump in the last two episodes when we're going to Wanda's backstory all the way to like the final battle stuff. I think the Wanda backstory thing is probably the best episode of the whole show. Uh, and then I think Moon Knight is a show that is severely hurt by that. Even though I love Moon Knight, I think Moon Knight's in like my top three best Marvel shows, but it doesn't stick the landing for me entirely because I feel like you you definitely need to explore a new character like this to a general audience. Like, a guy like me, and I'm sure like yourself, are not very familiar with a character like Moon Knight. You know, it's not like... Um, which I think Daredevil, it's smart that they had this many episodes because they know there's... Whether you were a fan of Daredevil prior to the Netflix show, they know Daredevil gained a lot of fanfare from the Netflix series. So I think that's smart in that regard. And I don't think Marvel should limit themselves to the series and everything of the things that they do. Um, but let's kind of go over some of these other things because we're, we're kind of going to be all over the place. Um, let's talk about Black Panther. <clears throat> Excuse me again. <laughs> What's it, like three now? At least. And there's going to be more. Yeah, I'm going to try and cap it off at three. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So this is officially going to be the end of Phase 4. Some people apparently saying Kevin Feige was saying that Thor Love and Thunder was going to be the end. He confirmed that Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to be the end. Now, um, we're going to go into detail with the Black Panther trailer. So if you haven't seen it yet, and if you haven't seen it, you're listening to this. I don't know how why you haven't seen it. Pause this, go watch the trailer, and come back. It's only like two and a half minutes. Um... I have to say, this is definitely going to be a more of a serious movie. This is uh, very... It's going to be emotional, you know? I was feeling a lot of shit uh, watching it. I, I mean, I didn't cry or anything. I know some people got very emotional watching this. Um, I would say the most chilling moment of the entire trailer is when Queen Ramonda, uh, T'Challa's mother... Um, was at, I believe, uh, maybe like United Nations Summit or just at some kind of press conference. And she said, I am the queen of the most powerful nation in the world and my entire family is gone. And cutting to T'Challa on that mural right there, I'm like, oh, like my heart sank. I was, it was emotional. He's like, should I, um, he's like, should I, uh, do I not deserve, have I been through enough? And, and there's so much going on and we've seen Namor, uh, the Submariner has, is now in the MCU, and maybe this is a battle for vibranium. We see a a new person, which clearly is a woman, in the Black Panther suit that we all assume is going to be Shuri. But, Joe, I want to get your thoughts on the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. Yeah, and from what I'm hearing, I mean, 
again, I haven't watched Door Love and Thunder yet. I have no opinion on it. I can only go off of what I've heard, and I've heard that it's been kind of cringy, and it was kind of really, like, very, very comedy-focused. And then um, after the after seeing the She-Hulk trailer, that looked really um, comedy-focused, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. So this is something that they really need. They really need a movie that it's like, okay, listen, we're we're putting on our big boy pants for this one. And, you know, and they have to, because, I mean, Black Panther was such not only a a cool character, but the movie itself, while when it came out, it may have been slightly overrated, but it was still so, like, just different than everything else. And it still kind of has its own, you know, feel to it. So they have to kind of reestablish this character in a way where it doesn't kind of slap... Chadwick Boseman in the face and the fans in the face, you know, they need to do it in a smart way, but in a respectful way. So this is, you know, not only one of the movies that I'm really looking forward to most coming up, but I feel like this is going to be a really, this might be one of the more important movies they do until like Fantastic Four. Like this is a huge deal for them and they have to nail this. I would wholeheartedly agree there. I mean, the director, and I, I cannot recall his name, Ryan something, and I apologize, I cannot remember his last name. Um, he initially started writing the screenplay for the second Black Panther movie with the intention of Chadwick Boseman being in it. And he kind of had to start from scratch after the passing of Chadwick. And the cast of Black Panther Wakanda Forever was there, and it was a very they were very emotional. Uh, you know, people were in tears after the trailer was played. And... I think Marvel are not only going to show like a really great serious tone for this movie. I think it'll be and things that I've heard of just reading things online from people, you know, who are insiders in in the in Hollywood are just like it's going to be a very emotional movie. It's it's going to be a love letter and a goodbye and a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Um, you know, because I, like you said, you know, when the movie hit I will I will agree with you in the sense was it a little bit overrated? I think it is I think at the time maybe got a little bit overhyped but I am not going to understate like the cultural impact it had on so many people like you know and and black people African American people in particular you had people who didn't who like like whether you regardless of the color of your skin people who just did uh, probably wouldn't care about a superhero movie coming to see this and they were touched by it you know it i think marvel may have may have uh, understated not understated but un- underestimated maybe just how big that movie was going to the reaction of that movie was going to be um because if you look at T'Challa's time in infinity war it's 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 a decent amount but not as much as you'd figure that he'd have coming off the cuffs of uh, the first Black Panther movie. Um, it's going to be a fun time, and I think it, you, you, I agree with you. They need to have a serious tone movie, and even though I liked Thor Love and Thunder, I think we need to step away from the comedy just a little bit um, because that is one thing that kind of takes people away. I know you can only... T- I mean, I know you, you, you don't dislike the comedy, but I know too much comedy for these movies can be a little much. Yeah, and there's a diff- there, there's a fine line between having fun and just being a clown, right? You know, the DCU and stuff like that. 
they made movies that what they wanted to be serious, but they just couldn't. They took themselves too seriously. Whereas there's sometimes in Marvel where they'll do this every once in a while, where it's just like, okay, joke, 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 serious moment ruined by another joke. Like, okay, listen. At the end of the day, you are making movies. You're not making comedies. You're not making kid shows. You're making stuff that's supposed to make sense. Stuff that's supposed to have layers and th- multi, multi, multiple dimensions. You know. You can't just sit here and, you know, it's the same Marvel formula, right? And there's a lot of things that Marvel's been doing to go away from that formula, which is great. But you, if you still have that really way over-the-top, lighthearted feel on most of the movies, even though you might be doing some things different, it's, it just still kind of blends together. Like, I remember, I'm trying to remember exactly what scene it was in Doctor Strange, uh, multiverse of madness where they did this and it's a shame because the movie itself was so different i mean w- when the movie came out we praised it for how different it was to, to the mm-hmm. other marvel movies but then something like that it's like oh yeah i'm watching a marvel movie so you know something that, like it, that will happen is, where it, something is, very- is it with like the the bruce campbell cameo like, like is it the his after credit scene or was it when he first met america chavez no yeah no it was it was during the movie um i'm trying to remember exactly what happened there was some sort of emotional moment or some sort of moment that was supposed to have way more impact than it than i wind up being because they just immediately cut to a joke i, oh. I wish i remembered but whatever the case you know this this, this happened in movies besides doctor strange yeah you know like you just have to be able to you know know when to flip the switch and this movie that switch should be pretty much permanently off <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean i think i don't think it's going to be a depressing uh, movie to begin no. with but I, I obviously there'll be a little little some little funny jokes here and there but i don't think it's going to be the overall tones to be very serious, and yeah. um, I'd love to talk more about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. We have to move on to other projects. Uh, let's kind of talk about um, real quickly. Let's talk about Blade uh, for a real, for a real quick second. So, um, our buddy Ed he sa- he tagged us in something. I don't know if he tagged you, but he tagged me something. Um, I think it was like a, it was a meme or something, a scene from like the from the Wesley Snipes play movies. And I said this, and I stand by this too. If it was not for the Wesley Snipe Blade movies, the original X-Men movies, and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movies, there would be no MCU. Because those movies were very successful. They still have a lot of fanfare to this day. Even people who may have not watched the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies or the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, uh, like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man fans will fight to the death that he is the best spider-man like they will fight to the death i have met people who are like i didn't watch the other ones but like but toby's the fucking man i can't even watch it and to your credit like two out of those three movies are amazing the other one is mediocre at best you can kind of catch which one i'm talking about um <laughs> so in that regard now we have blade have a date for the mcu and um how do you think Blade will kind of impact? Because judging off of stuff like Moon Knight and Multiverse of Madness, the MCU can show it can go to a darker place. And I think Blade will definitely open the doors even more to that. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping it goes darker. I mean, because I remember when you said Moon Knight was going to 
make it darker. It wasn't quite as dark as I was hoping. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that they really kind of go balls to the walls with this. You know, guys like him and Ghost Rider, Daredevil, I really hope that they, you know, are legitimate dark, you know, like yeah, actual so blood. I. and Dare I say maybe an R rating, you know, outside of Deadpool, you know. Um, that being said, I don't know if they're going to have him be a huge character. I mean, he's going to be an important character, but he might be as big as, say, Ant-Man is in the, in the, in the current MCU, you know, like... I think he may be one of those types of things, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Still pretty big, though, to compare like Scott Lang's Ant Man. And yeah. Scott, I think, and I also think it's the actor who puts that in perspective too. Like Paul Rudd, I remember being announced as Ant Man. I was like, I remember like initially when Ant Man was like first announced, I was like, they're gonna put Ant Man in the MCU, and I'm like, Ant Man's not really a big character with a huge following, but when you get the right guy or girl to play the role, it's like, hey. They can become bigger than the the character was in the comics, and I would wholeheartedly argue that Scott Lang, Paul Rudd, is way more popular than the Scott Lang in the comics. Um, and and, yeah, I and credit to the, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Finish your point. And, and credit to the MCU. I mean, they really don't they really don't have like any jobbers. You know, that's for anyone who doesn't wrestling like terms. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't have guys that are just there. To, you know for, for filler purposes like they all have a their their place you know and while yes. some guys are bigger than the other you know everyone has their time in the time in the sun i mean you can almost argue that the only jobber they really have is like nick fury or even the hulk since the hulk doesn't even have his own movie <laughs> well, i guess technically he does but not with mark ruffalo but you know what i mean yeah you know, so, but uh, like I everyone mean- feels big there were reports a little while ago about a World War Hulk storyline, and we've talked about it here in the podcast. We don't have time to talk about it, but hopefully they can kind of get Hulk to more of a destructive route in the MCU in the future. Um, Please. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, real briefly, uh, we're going to kind of rapid fire these. Let's talk about Captain America World, uh, a New World Order. Like we said a little while ago, it is the first Captain America movie with Sam Wilson as Captain America. Um I remember when Multiverse of Madness came out, you and I were telling our mutual friend, Ed, that they're really going to start connecting the um, the TV shows, the, the the Disney Plus series, to the movies. And that was sort of true with Multiverse of Madness. They introduced a live-action version of Captain Peggy Carter in Multiverse of Madness. They referenced WandaVision, kind of, and they gave a bit of a, a, bit of a recap. Um, like the multiverse kind of happened the way it is because of Loki. So uh, the Loki series of what Sylvie did killing he who remains. And, but now we're going to start seeing titles with, um, Ant-Man, the wasp introducing Kang where he who remains the, the Kang variant was in Loki, uh, Captain America, new world order. He's Captain America now. And that came from the Disney plus series. And then the Marvels with Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan and, um, Monica Rambeau of, um, WandaVision. So all now I feel like now the shows are going to start connecting with the MCU on a broader scale uh and especially with this cuz I feel like a lot of people are going to go like wait a minute I thought Captain America went to the past and he and and he's and he and he looks like Joe Biden now and like what what happened so so um I think honestly we just need to see this is another thing where we this is where like we need like grounded uh uh action 
and that's what the Falcon, the Winter Soldier had. That's the 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 vibe that the Captain America movies have. Um, what do you think is something that maybe we could see, or you know, because New World Order kind of delves in the whole conspiracy theory stuff, you know, kind of like when Hydra was inside uh, Shield. Uh, what do you think is something they could possibly do with uh, with uh, the first ever Sam Wilson Captain America movie? Yeah, I don't know what we would be able to see, but I I do kind of have a hot take. I do think Sam Wilson's Captain America is going to be better than Chris Evans. Really? I, I think that yeah, I think that this guy is a a better actor. And yeah, he, I think so too. I think he's just more of an interesting character because when you look at Steve Rogers, right? He was this rah rah America. He, you know, he basically saw the stars and stripes through his eyes at all times. Like, you know, he, he was very just—I don't even know how to explain him. He—he he was just—he well, was just him. <laughs> and I, then I he got say- frozen for decades, and then you know he came back, and he was still kind of whatever. And then he kind of had to learn how the world worked. Sam yeah. Wilson lived through that world the, his entire life and saw the light and dark side of things. And I think he's going to be seeing things from a different perspective now. And that, that kind of leads to the whole conspiracy theory stuff. And it's going to be really interesting. Absolutely. Um, I will say, though, like for, for Steve Rogers, Captain America, I wouldn't say like he's not somebody who just blindly followed by what, you know, the government or whatever was trying to do, like with the Sokovia Accords, for instance. Um I think, you know, he he stood up for what he believed in, but I like your take that Sam Wilson's Captain America could be better than Steve Rogers in the sense that, yeah, he's probably been through a lot more. Like, just, just from Falcon and Winter Soldier alone, they touched on, you know, racism in the United States and things that black people go through. Like, when they met Isaiah Bradley, the, 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 the man who they... Uh, who um, was, you know, experimented and tortured on. They gave him the super soldier serum and they jailed him because he went, he did the exact same thing that Steve Rogers did, saving his battalion. And he, and he got put in jail for it because he disobeyed an order. Um, and then when they're uh, about to leave, Bucky and Sam were talking and, Buc- and, and Bucky's mad because he never knew about this man before. And the cops like, excuse me, sir. He's like, so he comes out, no, I will not calm down. It's like, and they're asking Bucky, are you okay? He's like, do you even know who this guy is? And then, and the cops are like, oh, oh my God, I'm sorry, Mr. Wilson. Didn't recognize you without the glasses. So in that regard, I have to agree with you in the sense that Sam Wilson has probably been through a hell of a lot more than, than Steve Rogers has. Yeah. That's kind of what I was um, trying to say. Like uh, Steve Rogers would very proudly wear those stars and stripes and he just see, sees you know them in such a br- bright light. Whereas with Sam Wilson, you you kind of saw in the show that you know he's very proud of him to be an American. He's very proud of America, but he also understands that you know it, it means different things for different people, and it, yes. and it's treated people differently. And you know it, it it's it, it's not such an easy thing to wear those stars and stripes for him. He knows that he's carrying the good and the bad whenever he you know puts on that red, white, and blue, right? So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really cool to see that. And again, the fact that he's just, in my opinion, a better actor than Chris Evans is, uh, I think it's going to lead to some really, really cool, cool moments here. I have to agree. I mean, hell, even him saying in the show, it's like, what's not to understand? I'm a black man wearing the stars and stripes. Like, it's a hell of a line <laughs> from, the, from the show. I mean, like, I mean, it's like, yeah, he's got a point. Like, yeah. why would why would someone of, you know, in his race, like, willingly do that? 
Well, you know, he's taking on the positive and the negative of being an American. So moving on, um, let's kind of talk about the Thunderbolts real briefly. Now, Joe, I don't know if you are aware of the Thunderbolts, but I will give a brief negative. description. All right. So the Thunderbolts. Now, do you remember uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character from The Falcon the Winter Soldier, uh, Elaine from Seinfeld? Okay, yeah, I didn't know who you were talking about at first, but you said Elaine, so yes, absolutely. Yes, I knew I knew once I got <laughs> Elaine, I knew I was going to yeah. get you, because literally when I watched Falcon the Winter Soldier, I was like, what the hell is Elaine doing here? What's Elaine doing? <laughs> I didn't know her fucking name until after the fact. So anyway, yeah. um, uh, Elaine, <laughs> um, uh, with her character, um, if I can get her whole fucking name right, uh, Valentina Contessa de Alleg- Allegra de Fontaine, but they call her Val for short. Great try. Great try. I believe that's the whole name. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. She has like fucking six names in one thing. Uh, anyway, um, she goes to, um, what's his name? John Walker after he has been, um, you know, after his trial, after killing that person in Europe, uh, you know, and after he initially tries to, he helps Bucky and, and Sam, uh, fight the flag smashers. Um, he is dubbed U.S. Agent. U.S. Agent is a member of the Thunderbolts, along with Yelena, who uh, Yelena Belova, your wife, as you like to call her. Yes, uh, she, sir. Uh, Val was with Yelena at the after credit scene of Black Widow when uh, she said that Hawkeye was responsible for her sister's death. So she's already working with Val. And there are other characters who have been rumored and who could possibly be. The Thunderbolts are essentially the Dark Avengers. The Thunderbolts are, I believe, this is going to be like this the Suicide Fall- Squad. In a way, yes. Um, I think this is kind of con- this is kind of going to tie in with the fallout of the Sokovia Accords because a lot of people are asking, well, what the hell was the so- Sokovia Accords for if they really haven't if they really haven't been enforced since they were put into place? I think this is where it's going to be. I think they're going to be like, listen, we understand what the Avengers did, what they did, but there are still these laws, and you need to register with the government. So I think like the government is really going to try and position. These are the real Avengers. These are this is the team that you want to root for. So U.S. John Walker, U.S. Agent Elena Belova. There's your Captain America. There's your Black Widow. Uh, you know you could have Zemo is also a, a known member of the Thunderbolts slash Dark Avengers. You know there could also be uh, we haven't seen Ghost from Ant Man the Wasp. You know the, uh, Scott Lang and and uh, Hank Pym, Hope and Janet. They were all supposed to help her with her sickness, and then three out of the four got dusted, and the other got stuck in the quantum realm for five years so you have to imagine she's probably pretty pissed and maybe wants revenge and maybe she wants to make a little money on the side too uh there and then the thunderbolts take after thaddeus thunderbolt ross who's played by william hurt uh he becomes red hulk unfortunately uh uh william hurt passed away sometime earlier this year i believe he had cancer so i believe they're probably maybe they will name the thunderbolts after him he'll probably die in the mcu and canon as well so it's more of like an anti-hero group, similar to the Suicide Squad, but not exactly. Um, you know, bad guys who are posed as heroes in a way, anti-heroes, which they're a very interesting group of characters. And I'm very much looking forward to this. I wish I could go further more into their whole story, but we really have to move on. Uh, let's talk about this, and then we will get into the big, big title of the Avengers movies, because we're already on like 40 minutes almost. Um, let's talk about the Fantastic Four. Now, the Fantastic Four, I, I feel like every week, for those of you listening, we, we have made excuses to talk about the Fantastic Four almost every single fucking week, but you know what? I don't care 
because now we finally have a confirmed date for the Fantastic Four. Um, there are a lot of different ways that Marvel could take this. Uh, one thing they could do is they could have the Fantastic Four be set back in the 60s, and they could have been like the first superhero family, and then Reed Richards probably could have discovered quantum uh, travel and time travel way before Tony Stark, and maybe it's because of Reed Richards' research that he was that Tony Stark was able to discover it and finalize it, whereas Reed Richards may have experimented on something and got stuck in the quantum realm with the Fantastic Four. We saw how Scott Lang stayed in the quantum realm for five hours, which ended up being five days. If they end up staying days in the quantum realm, that's decades in our real time. So we could possibly see Kang show up in some degree. We could see something to do with the Fantastic Four in Quantum Mania. Who knows? Um, but what is something you would like to see them try to do with the Fantastic Four movie, Joe? Uh, make a good one for starters. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's a good Fantastic Four movie yet. To be I, honest, I, the first one is still the best, and it's not that great. It's not very no. They're yeah. not none of them are very good. So for starters, let's make a good Fantastic Four movie. But um, I, I I think it's really interesting the um, placement that they have this. I mean, this is in Phase Six, and Kicking they already off. dubbed this the yeah. I mean, they already dubbed this the Multiverse Saga. So that kind of implies that a lot of the weird multiverse stuff is going to happen before the Fantastic Four movie. So there's going to be a lot of multiversal implications in this movie. And, you know, I guess maybe that that might be how they um, either explain how they get their powers rather than just a random like space rock or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Um that that might be pretty cool, or maybe they're just dragging from different universes, like Reed Richards. You know, I don't know, but I just expect a lot of weird stuff to happen in this movie because, again, this is at the start of the tail end of the multiverse saga. So uh, there's going to be a lot of weird stuff coming up to this point that they had to address. I would think so, and it's possible maybe like when Reed Richards is doing this experiment, maybe it's similar to like with the comic thing and comet thing in the first movie. Maybe they could have traveled through the quantum realm and discovered this and they didn't have their powers yet. And maybe that's how they got their powers were in the quantum realm and Mm -hmm. they got stuck in a time vortex, which Janet tells Scott not to not to do that, which he ended up doing anyway. Uh, That's probably why they don't age a whole lot, you know. Uh, that's probably why they still probably appear very young. The current casting right now for the Fantastic Four is people in their twenty, uh, their twenties to thirties. So, John, it kind of eliminates John Krasinski possibly coming back as Mister Fantastic, as he cameoed as Mister Fantastic in Multiverse of Madness. Um, he kind of talked about it on Jimmy Fallon recently, uh, where he's like, "You have no idea what they're gonna do until like like the very last minute." So. He is saying he has no idea whether that is the truth or not, uh, whether he has been uh, cast as Mr. F- as the MCU's Mr. Fantastic. He can't say anything. He signs NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Um, but if we are getting more of a younger cast, then we probably will be getting a Fantastic Four origin story. And I think you can still do a Fantastic Four origin story with... Um, with John Krasinski in that cast because we really do need, like you said, Joe, a good Fantastic Four movie. We we haven't really gotten that before. I mean, one of the worst superhero movies ever is the second Fantastic Four movie 
with the original Fantastic Four cast, where they made Galactus a fucking space clown, for God's sake. Oh my God, I forgot they did yeah, that. Yeah, you forgot about that? I remember because I, I was a big Galactus fan as a kid. I had a Galactus action figure, and when Silver Surfer said, like, I serve my master Galactus, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to see Galactus. Like, no, I saw a bunch of fucking clouds. That was bullshit. Anyway, I think we really do need to see, uh, a, and I think with Marvel, obviously, we'll see a a better Fantastic Four movie. Um I pre- I feel like I've probably asked you this, and I've asked this so many times in the podcast. But if you could pick the don't actor- ask me for casting, please. <laughs> All <laughs> I right. knew where you were going with it. I don't care. MCU is going to do a good you job. Just want, you just want shit. you just trust them, right? You trust the process. Yes, I just want Danny All DeVito right. as Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now that I think about it, um, the another thing that to think about the fact that it's coming out, you know, the start of Phase Six. It's coming out before the the Avengers movie, right? And yes. probably the villain in the Fantastic Four is going to be Doctor Doom. We all know Doctor Doom is not going to be a one-hitter quitter. He's not going to be a no. villain that's in one movie and then just dies. Maybe that's their way of introducing him so he has more stuff to do in that Avengers movie. And like I said the last time I was here, maybe Kang, you know, they, they might they that, that might be a little bit of a bait and switch, the whole Kang the Conqueror title for Avengers, I'm telling you, I think Doctor Doom is actually going to wind up being a lot bigger than um, Kang here. Well, that's the thing is that um, for the Kang Dynasty, and we'll get into the Kang Dynasty and the Secret Wars, um, I feel like this is very much going to be a two-part thing because why would you really... I feel like the Kang Dynasty is going to be very much like an Infinity War type of movie where, you know, Kang will probably win and then Secret Wars happens, where Secret Wars is like... It happens on a planet called Battleworld where... Uh, god Emperor Doom, like Doom has the powers of a god, and he takes uh, the heroes from two different universes and has them fight, uh, and like an incursion happens. So, I think it's very well possible. Yeah, I think a lot of people saying Kang may take the place of Doom in that regard, but I think Doom could easily could still easily be a part if like you know they could introduce him in Fantastic Four and then maybe Kang is like the villain in the Kang Dynasty and then Doom is the villain of Secret Wars or you know both of them could be working together you know that could and be here's a- the- Go ahead. yeah and here's the thing too we already know that Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be coming out and they're going to be doing that quantum mania whatever mm-hmm. we don't know that the multiverse is actually going to be to have any part of that if what we say is true that the Fantastic Four is actually going to wind up getting their powers through the quantum realm. If somehow Doom finds out about the multiverse stuff, which I think they're going to, because like I said, you know, all those movies beforehand are going to be coming out. So there's going to be a lot of multiversal implications. He's going to be the one villain that is very, very aware of both the multiverse and the quantum realm. And so having the power of those two things combined, if he can find out a way to harness those two things, that would lead to the God Doom or whatever to be the final boss in Avengers. Yeah, because Doom is uh, is a villain that, you know, like you said, he's he's not just like, you know, you know, just a one one time type of villain. He he he's a villain who you can build upon for a very very long time. Like I feel like, like yes, you can kind of you can get away with the whole variance thing because there is like the Council of Kangs where there's multiple different versions of Kang. 
Um, I think we will see multiple different versions of Kang throughout this saga until you meet like the most powerful version of Kang, like Kang Prime, wherever it is. And Doom can kind of swoop in when he is the villain to like to defeat and he just narrowly gets away. And I think Marvel's kind of going to have to escape away from, you know, villains kind of coming in just for one thing, um, you know, and, and like dying like like because we've seen a lot of villains die in these movies, but we kind of need to get away from that formula. Um, I feel like, you know, Marvel could easily throw in some pictures or movies or, or, or show titles where they just kind of just out of nowhere hit us with it. Um, you know, Kang the Conqueror, we've all obviously seen from the, um, from Loki season one, where the, so this, from the three timekeepers to the st- statue, and I'm sure we'll learn more about Kang the Conqueror in Loki season two. Um, I feel like we will just, like, we can kind of trust them at this point where they, they've done so much where they really can't do any wrong, depending on who you ask. Um, but I feel like, you know, Secret Wars, again, is this big multiversal event where different variants of different heroes are fighting against each other. So, and this also kind of leads into stuff, you know, because some people might be saying, like, well, Marvel didn't announce anything X-Men related, not even Deadpool. And there is a report that's kind of going around. I, I kind of kiboshed and I was like, ah, I don't know if I really believe it. But the real rejects were talking about it. And uh, Andreas, our good buddy, sent us this in the... Uh, in our little group chat between me, him, and Vinny. And I'll read this report, Joe, and I'll get your thoughts on this. Because I, I do think the X-Men will appear in Secret Wars because, as we saw, Charles Xavier was in the 838 universe, so I think we're going to have 616 versus 838 in Secret Wars. Um, this report says, 20th Century Fox contractual obligations to actors in the X-Men franchise have carried over to Disney and are in effect until 2025. This means Marvel cannot recast or enter production on a film that includes roles held by some recent principal actors in the Fox X-Men franchise. So, uh, there also is like a thread of tweets saying we hope this is false and that, um, and that it's also saying we deleted our reply with the source of this rumor as we don't know what we don't want to promote an account that was suspended. Oh, it's just, that was uh, accused of sexual assault. Apparently, the person apparently who wrote the report. But anyway, uh, regardless or not, whether if this is true, um, it would that report would make sense considering they didn't recast Patrick Stewart for Multiverse of Madness for Charles Xavier, and they brought him back. I think it would make a lot of sense if you brought back a lot of those classic X-Men characters into Secret Wars, let them kind of be their own thing. You have that fun little homage and cameo with those characters, and then you move on to new X-Men people, new people playing the X-Men in the MCU, with the exception of Ryan Reynolds, because Ryan Reynolds shouldn't be uh, recast as Deadpool, or Josh Brolin as Cable. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things about it. A, they might not have announced anything because, you know, there's going to be a Comic-Con next year. They can always announce it next year. They can. And, yeah, and B, this whole report could be, you know, either false or maybe we're just not understanding not, it quite as... Maybe as not enough information was, either. Yeah, you know, there, there could be caveats. There's always, you know, there's always deals that could be made. Um, but even if that report is entirely true, and we don't see the X-Men at all, pretty much, 
even in the Avengers movies. We just don't see the X-Men at all. At that point, then it, it's just up to Marvel to make sure that they hit on all their, move, all their movies. All these new characters that they're introducing, they got a hit on them. I mean, you, they just can't afford to be, you know, they, they can't afford to not have a, a giant cast of heroes that we really care about, you know, because mm-hmm. like it, like we said before, you know, the older guys are starting to drop, you know, you don't have Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and all these guys carrying, carrying the torch anymore. So if, if it's not going to be the X-Men, you know, you already have the Fantastic Four and that's great. But if it's not going to be the X-Men, then, you know, just hit on these guys and everything is going to be fine. And it, you can introduce the X-Men in phase seven, whenever that happens. And then that could, you know, kickstart whatever the next big bad is there. Because there's so many things you can do with the X-Men that it almost makes sense for them to wait until, you know, a- after phase six. So there's a bunch they can do here. But either way, they have to hit on these on these movies and shows. Crazy to think that seven phases we'll eventually get to. I mean, Marvel did like plan out the next ten years of content for the MCU, but but anyway, I, I think you know we also have to take take into consideration that there are a lot of projects that have been unannounced for Phase Six. Could there be an X Men movie? Maybe I don't know. I think the more likely scenario is is that I think we will get our own MCU X Men. But I think at this point, we are not going to get them until after these next two Avengers movies. I feel like Secret Wars is that is going to be that big event where we will get all these characters that for the past 20 plus years and 10 years, whether you you know whether you're like guys like me and Joe who grew up watching when superhero movies were just starting and then we were teenagers watching the MCU grow into our 20s as time has gone on, um, I think it's going to be an homage to that. I think that's where we're going to see everything play out in Secret Wars where we'll have the 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 callbacks of these characters of like Hugh Jackman Wolverine and Ian McKellen Magneto, uh, Patrick Stewart Charles Xavier, uh, to Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Um, you know, maybe a Wesley Snipes Blade, maybe we get a, a, a Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. I don't know. Uh, and then, you know, to see and then to see actors come back like Robert Denny Jr., Iron Man, uh, Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, Captain America, uh, Natasha Romanoff, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. Like, it can lead to, like, other universes and, like, it can lead to all of that in this one movie where you're not taking away from the characters that Downey, Evans, and um, uh, Johansson put together because they're different versions. They're different variants of those characters. And then you're paying homage to these classic movies that we grew up watching that helped build the foundation for what the MCU is today, even though that wasn't the initial plan when these movies were made. So I think at that point, you can then kind of build upon the X-Men after Avengers Secret Wars because I think it's more important, We talk, and we talked about the Fantastic Four a second ago, I think it's more important that Marvel gets a Fantastic Four movie right because whether we like to admit it or not with the consistency or inconsistency of the storylines of the X-Men, there are some really great X-Men movies that Fox produced. You know, Logan, Days of Future Past, X-Men 2, the first X-Men, you know, it's good for what it is. It's not, it's like amazing, but it was pretty cool when it came out, you know, uh, X-Men First Class, just to name a few, and the Deadpool movies are in that category as well. So 
I think it's more important that we get the Fantastic Four right and then we can move on to the X-Men. Yeah, and God, I hope whatever you said about um, that Avengers movie doesn't come true when everyone comes back. But you already know how I feel about all those cameos and everything. I know how you I've feel about it, but but the yeah. thing, but the thing is though, it's like the thing is, I think Marvel is smart to do that and only do it once and never touch upon it again because it's a lot like a rock band breaking up or like a member dies and they don't do anything anymore. Like, like take the Beatles for instance. The Beatles broke up. There were rumors about a reunion happening. John Lennon dies. He gets shot and killed. They never do anything again. And the Beatles are regarded as like the greatest artist, band, whatever have you in music history. And that's how you become legends. Because you did it at a point where people wanted it. You were at your highest of highs and you didn't overstay your welcome. And I think Marvel is smart enough to know that for an event like Secret Wars that's going to happen, I feel like they can do that. Just that is your big thing. That is your big finale crescendo for this whole multiversal saga. But you can't go back to that. You can't, like, if you're going to bring back uh, these other actors like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, so on and so forth, you can't bring them back again. Because that will, because at that point, that will uh, desensitize fans, and that will put a bad taste in people's mouths. Just like, but what the, they they died in this thing, and in this movie, that, that will leave a bad taste in people's mouth. I, I personally think that if they do it and they do it right, and they only do it once, then we'll be fine. You are more along the less of like we don't need to do it because we've already had it. And here's the thing too. Last time I was on the podcast, I I said that you know you know if they do do it at the end. Uh, in, in uh, the Avengers movie, you know, if they do a few guys or whatever, fine. Just don't do it throughout all the phases. But now that I've heard all of these um, announcements for all these new characters and everything else, yeah, I, there's no way I want anybody to come back in, in in that Avengers movie because there's so many characters now that you're that you're spending money and time and effort and trying to build up. Why would you take screen time away from them for people who we've already had seen in the past take up screen time? You know, you make, you make a valid, I just, I just make don't think point. it's necessary. You know, you have so many characters. I've, I've lost track of how many characters there are now that they're going to be introducing in the next three, four, five years. You know, how many people are you going to have in one movie? It's just not going to happen. That's very, if they, again, very if true. they wind up having these nostalgia guys come back, I'm, that just seems like a failure to me. I don't know. But. It's on paper it seems like a failure, but at the same time, it's um it's a thing of like, well, if anybody can do it, it's Marvel, you know? On paper, movies like Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame should not work. The amount of characters in both those movies and all these stories you've been putting together, something like that should not work, but it did. And you can argue which movie you thought did it better. I think for a story purpose, I think Infinity War is probably the better movie and Endgame has the more cool action moment type stuff. But on paper, those things should not work. And I think it can work if it's only done once and never done again. I, I, I do agree with you that I think like it sh even if they do it, whether they do it or not, I don't think you should be taken away from new characters that we're trying to introduce and that could possibly be a part of this like characters like like Shang-Chi for instance um, went into that movie with like I don't know what to expect 
I don't know who this character is. I know nothing about him. Kind of going blind like I did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvel has proven that they can make characters like be, be be characters in the comics, like a Shang Chi or the Guardians or Ant Man, and they can make them into larger than life characters and stars. And that's what they've done with these characters. And even characters you can say coming back, like Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox returning as Daredevil and Kingpin. Um, I would say they have a very big following, but I wouldn't say they have as nearly as big of a following as someone who loves Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. as Cap and Iron Man. So we're also kind of reintroducing these characters into the MCU. And I guess you can now finally say, and I can finally admit, that the Netflix shows were not canon to the MCU and they could just be another universe like everything else is. So I think, obviously we'll have to wait and see how things play out. Um, but if we could, I think we'll probably get s- some. Yeah. If you, if you let, Let's say Kevin Feige went to you, Joe, and said, listen, Joe, we, we can have one or the other here. We want to bring some characters back that people recognize. We can only do one or the other. Should we bring back some characters that have been in the MCU and have now since passed and are no longer in? Or should we bring back some characters like we did with with Toby, Andrew, and and uh, Charles Xavier, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart? I, I mean, which would you rather see? And they only do one, not both. Wait, but uh, I, I didn't quite understand the first so, option. What, what I mean is... Pretty much, you could do the option of bringing back guys like Evans, Downey Jr., so on and so forth, those kind of characters, or you can bring back characters of like you know what they did with Toby and Andrew and with uh, in No Way Home and with um, Patrick Stewart in Multiverse of Madness. I mean, can I pick neither? <laughs> you can pick neither. I mean, yes, I'll pick neither because uh, sure. like what you said before, where the Avengers Endgame and Infinity War shouldn't have been possible, and you know they 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 exceeded expectations yes they exceeded expectations with the characters that they've spent 10 plus years developing and working hard to develop it's not that they just decided to say hey you know what these other characters from movies that have basically nothing to do with our universe yeah we're just gonna bring them in and fucking you know here's the thing they couldn't obviously for a few reasons they can't make that make storyline sense because one you didn't have the rights to like the the x-men and the fantastic four uh, and all of that. You had a working relationship with uh, with Sony for Spider-Man and all that. But and, and also, it wouldn't make storyline sense either to randomly all of a sudden just go, hey, here's Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Hey, here's Tobey Maguire spider It would make zero sense the story that they're telling. It makes more sense the story that they're telling because we are in the multiverse saga. Because it makes more sense because the multiverse is now into effect. The multiverse could be like the multiverse could be a thing where like it ends with Secret Wars and we never see the multiverse ever again. And maybe there's some kind of technology built by Reed Richards or whoever, and like maybe an Iron Man variant where it's just like, all right, well, this can't happen again because our universes are going to implode. We need to develop something where like this can never happen again. We need to fight our own fights, and that's that. And it ends that way. And I'm sure they'll write it into the story where that's how it works. And fair enough. If there's anything, any time you can do this, it's during the multiverse. But then, you know what? Why am I wasting my time watching Ms. Marvel? Why am I wasting my time watching Moon Knight? Why am I wasting my time watching any of these guys that you're spending a lot of time trying to build up if they're just going to be overshadowed by people of the past anyway? I mean, again, there's just two... I mean, it's... 
you just have basically have to do the math at this point. There's too many people to then include people of the past. There's just too many. There's not enough screen time for these people. I mean, is, is the Avengers movie going to be t- 10 hours long? Like, you just can't you can't fit everybody at once. This is basically, I mean, again, I'm sorry to bring up wrestling again, but this is basically the WrestleMania argument where everyone has to be on the card. Okay, great. <laughs> Everyone's on the card, but no one gives a shit about three quarters of the matches because WrestleMania is fucking 10 hours long and no one wants to sit there for 10 hours. Like, there's just not enough time. You have to dedicate your time to one or the other. So you either pick, have the nostalgia people come back or whatever, and then don't do all these other side projects or do these side projects, which I think is smart, you know, build your brand and then work with them. That, I mean, it's just like what at that point, why does a band make new songs if they're just going to play the same hits every show? You know what I'm saying? Like there's, you have to just move on, especially with people like X-Men because they, we've had good endings for these guys. I get your point. Um, Loud noises. Uh, loud, loud noises. <laughs> um, yeah, Anchorman. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I I agree with you in that sense. However, it's it's just we have to wait and see what happens. And I think whenever yeah. when it comes to any of this stuff with Marvel, I think they're the ones who are doing. They have the proven track record. And with that, I think we can tie a little bow on this little package of a of a podcast and fuck off. Uh. I didn't get to say how shitty the CGI still looks for She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have still enough time. Shitty, but I still want her to squeeze my head with her thighs. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Joe, thanks so much, man, for coming on the podcast. Um, out of all these projects, I'll one last question for you. Uh, what is the movie title and show title you are looking most forward to? Show title, I can probably guess. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's going to be Daredevil. You yeah, of me? course, it's Daredevil. Yeah, for sure. But I, I am definitely look. I mean, I guess recent movies. I will definitely say Black Panther because you know mm. I just need to see the need to have that break in you know the the same old same old. But as far as just you know, Phase Four, Five, and Six. I mean, you kind of have to say Avengers, right? I mean, because we we need to see what's going to happen there. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to agree. I'm I'm going to say uh, as far as like big, uh, it's going to be the Avengers movies, and then like. Like I'm really excited for Captain America for the Thunderbolts, Black Panther. I'm really looking forward to. Ironically, I'm wearing my Black Panther T-shirt right now, but you can't see it. Mm. Um, oh, you know what? And, and one more thing, I completely forgot yeah. about it. The Thunderbirds. I'm Thunder, actually Thunderbolts. Really, really excited Bolts. for that Thunderbolts. Wherever the hell it is, <laughs> I don't know who they are, but I'm fucking excited because a I love all Zemo and most of the characters in it, and b I think you know they're going to. It's going to be a better Suicide Squad, and it's basically going to be what the guardians of the galaxy kind of should have been because let's be honest the guardians of the galaxy while great movies and everything it doesn't really make sense that a bunch of weird rogues and everything are just kind of good guys all of a sudden these are going to be like they're 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 walking the line here and that's going to be really cool i can't wait to see that well if you haven't i highly recommend you watch james gunn's suicide squad with john cena because that was really good the first suicide squad movie nah not so much um but yeah i and for show, dude, I'm right there with you with Daredevil. Um, I would say Loki season two is a strong second contender, but it's got to be Daredevil because to this day, probably the best superhero show ever made. That Netflix show. Uh yeah, probably. But then again, it doesn't have a whole lot of a uh, whole <laughs> a whole lot of um, competition. 
Well, I mean, I still think Loki's up there. Long WandaVision. If we're talking about superhero shows in general. Yeah, just superhero shows in general. But then again, those are all like new. I mean, hell, Daredevil had nothing to compete against when it, when it came out. That is very <laughs> true. And then Punisher. Anyway, we're going on a tangent. We got to wrap things up. Anyway, Joe, thanks so much for coming on, pal. Uh, always appreciate you. Uh, one of these days, again, we got to get you on with, uh, you know, just, just when Vinny can actually be here, have you on, talk about it for a little bit. Um, it'll be a fun time. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. Uh, what is What title are you most looking forward to in all this Phase 4, Phase 5, and Phase 6 stuff? Uh, let us know at fanspeculation underscore pod on Instagram and fanspeculation on Twitter. All one word right there. Uh, listen to, If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast, that would be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, if you can leave a five-star review, please do show. Uh, please do so. If you can uh, write us a review, please write a review because that really, really helps boost um, our our uh, streams and revenue or whatever, you, whatever the fuck you want to call it, all that stuff that people say at the end of podcasts. Uh, we appreciate every one of you for coming for coming along with us been listening so far, and if you're brand new thank you so much um thank you thank you so much so for cj palmasano my good buddy benny carini <laughs> i mean shit uh, joe jo- jo stands yelling <laughs> uh thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week bye bye the kind gang bang <laughs>